0: Bombing today with Luke Rosiak, an investigative reporter with The Daily Wire, also a father of two. and Luke does a lot of work on what our schools are teaching our children and how we as parents can make sure we approve of what they're learning. Luke, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. You know, I was just reading a story that Florida colleges are requiring um, surveys to get to get the politics of, of their staff, their faculty. And I I thought to myself, I was like, okay, it's college, right? You know, I mean, these are older students. These are adults that are are being or choosing which classes they want to take, if you will. And I I said, I'm like, well, is this so Governor DeSantis can know what he's really dealing with in these colleges, what the politics are? I'm just trying to figure out why something like that would happen. Why do we have to survey professors?
1: yeah I know, I mean, I think people have for a long time focused, especially on the right, on the liberal biases of colleges. And what's interesting to me is how we've missed out on how it got that way, which is the k through twelve schools. I mean, these kids don't just come out at eighteen as college freshmen and decide to, you know, major in communism and underwater basket weaving. They, have been sort of put on that path for 13 years and like you said the colleges doesn't really bother me as much because they are adults and uh you know they're they're voluntarily enrolling in in college sometimes private college um but the, the the schools preceding that are mandatory you know compulsory government education where your young impressionable kids uh go and so I think some of the college rhetoric has been overblown. You know, of course, college campuses are bastions of fringe progressive rhetoric. But what's more disturbing is when you take kids that are as young as five and start inculcating them with these ideas that are really, um, you know, frightening. The idea that you've been oppressed, or your powerlessness, or you you're powerless, or you're living in a horrible country. Uh, or you know sexual ideas that the kids are far too young to understand Um, that's really what what grabbed my eye and I got a sense about 18 months ago that we had made a big mistake by focusing on things like colleges and not um, K through 12 uh, because those are the things that really impact our lives those are the things that um, previously somehow have been kind of neglected. We send our kids to school and they come home and you kind of ask them how, honey, how was school today? And they just kind of grunt and you assume everything's fine. And and obviously with the pandemic, people started to wake up and see all kinds of problems with the schools. But to me, um, colleges can do what they want, but I think that K through 12 education is in a, is in a, a frightening state. It's sort of in a, in a full on crisis in this country.
0: That's scary. Um, and and you, you said it in your answer that as young as five, which I can't even imagine. I mean, I have a five-year-old. She's in kindergarten next year, and she will go into the public school system. I can't imagine how they are going to teach my little girl who really doesn't understand any of these concepts about some of the, these issues. The hot-button issues are CRT, critical race theory, and also transgender uh, um, policies, Right. I think those are the two hot button issues right now that most parents are concerned about how their kids are learning about those issues.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's just it, sort of a full on assault in in kind of every subject, the racial oppression. And, you know, CRT is more or less just a shorthand for the idea that America is irrevocably uh, systemically racist. And, you know, if you had to characterize America in one word, it would be racist. OK, but my, my, and, my
0: daughter doesn't even know what a racist is. <laughs> I don't even think she understands there's different races. Um and you know, is it my job to teach her that in in your survey of of the 13,000 school districts, right? 13,000 across the country. Is it it's that many? Correct. How young are these big topics being taught to our children?
1: They like to start uh, talking about slavery in in kindergarten. Um and you know, they'll they'll tell them about things like you know, the Dred Scott court case from the 1800s, which said that basically blacks can't be citizens. And so you hear of kids coming home and saying, Mom, did you know blacks can't be citizens in this country? And they don't these are I mean, we don't even under, you know, we're not I'm not a lawyer. I don't I don't, you know, understand Supreme Court very well. These kids certainly don't understand what a Supreme Court decision from 150 years ago was. Um, they. They don't there's no real reason for them to even know what what race is at five years old. And so when you tell them something like that, that happened in the eighteen hundreds, they, they don't know the difference between the eighteen hundreds and last week. Um, it, it's and, and then I think the teachers know that it's abusive and it's designed to prime these kids from a very early age to see things. uh through a certain ideological worldview, but it, it comes at a tremendous psychological cost. Gosh. And, um, you know, these these teachers, they try to act like, um, you know, when they get called out on it, they resort to these absurd straw men, like, you don't want us to teach history. Like, no one is saying that. Like, none of us in the last 30 years have gone through school without you know, properly understanding history, you know, slavery and other ills of this country in appropriate measure at the appropriate times. But what they want to do is essentially all day, every day, bring every topic back to race. They do it in math. They do it in science. They will find any way to connect, you know, pick anything in the world and they will figure out a way to to connect it to racial oppression in America.
0: After this break, you can tell me how math is racist. We're momming today. We'll be right back. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast.
1: Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.
0: We're back on. We're Momming today with Luke Rosiak, an investigative reporter with The Daily Wire. And Luke, you just said that teachers will find a way to find something systemically wrong with with mathematics. How is racism being taught in math class? They say that
1: uh, objectivity is a white trait, oh. uh, as is getting the right answer, uh, studying hard and being on time. Who is they? Um, These are essentially consultants that are hired by large, large numbers of school districts who then adopt whatever the consultant says. Um, And I created a website, whataretheylearning.com, where people can upload materials that their kids come home with or policies that their school boards pass and things like that, because people hear about this. And, you know, it's been. I've written a number of stories about, you know, Seattle and, and, you know, them talking about how math is racist, essentially verbatim. Um, And uh, people say, well, that's not happening where I live. And what I found is that it is, Um, you know, you may not live in Portland or Seattle, uh, but this is, you could live in Wichita, and this stuff is, you know, probably to a, a slightly lesser extent happening, but it is happening. It's your school boards are not going to reflect the uh, political leanings and the common sense of the communities where they are in, because this stuff spreads through consultants and activist groups that totally don't care what parents want. And so it literally is. It's in the South. It's in rural places. It's in conservative places. And so you can go on whataretheylearning.com and you can see, um, you know, what's going on near you. And you can upload things like that because it really does have to get personal. I think it's too easy to say that's so crazy. It can't be true. I don't believe it. It must be exaggerated or it must be somewhere else, but certainly not in my district. And a lot of times, this stuff it, it, it is so pervasive that you almost have to see it um, for yourself. In terms of these thirteen thousand school districts, and a lot of so that's what I've tried to do is get everyone involved and document this stuff because their pervasiveness is really breathtaking.
0: Who are these consultants, by the way, and and why are the school was there a problem that they need a consultant to fix? Because I feel like until recently. With the Loudoun County, Virginia news, et cetera, it's reached a a crescendo. But but when did these consultants start coming in?
1: They started coming in in the nineties and making a lot of money. I mean, the reason it's reaching a crescendo now is because they've been laying the groundwork for for twenty years um especially the last five years it's ramped up um none of the stories that you know you've read about recently with loudon county and, and other things those are you know this is just basically people finding out about things that have been going on for three to five years and the reason they found out about it is because of the pandemic um the school started being online And parents saw what they had been teaching their kids. Right. And um, they had been teaching them the same stuff for years. It's just that parents had no idea. Um, And there have been, you know, unions and um, people, uh, teachers who have advocated to block parents from watching on Zoom when their kids are at home. And keep in mind, it's the teacher's fault that they're doing remote school anyway, because the teachers unions are refusing to go back to work. But then they'll say, "Well, how are we going to deal with this problem of parents finding out what we're teaching our kids? Mm. Um, because it's it's not you know it's not teaching at all. I mean, these are these are ideological assumptions and and um, you know worldviews that they are uh, kind of pummeling into children constantly, and so the parental involvement is you know essentially." I think with the b- sort of boiling over that we've been seeing from some of these hot button places, um, it's happening everywhere. Where parents are starting to go to school board meetings for the first time, and like, whoever would have thought to do that, like exactly. three, or four years ago? Exactly. It's,
0: it's, I mean, it's, and, it's, and trust
1: me, like I've been there. It's super boring. These meetings can go on for like five, six hours. Most of the stuff they say is just, it's, it's just you know, it's just stupid and boring. But you have to, you have to watch them because for for the longest time because it's so boring and it seems obscure no one was watching and that's how these fringe fringe activists that don't and this isn't a republican versus democrat thing. and
0: that's what i wanted it, to get to get to you know whatever the the schools or the parents beliefs are there there has to be a middle ground especially in shaping the viewpoints of, of children who don't understand these these concepts um what is the middle ground What what? How do we how do we ensure that a curriculum reflects both sides in a way that is um, palatable to our youth?
1: At at this point, I I view them uh, the the teachers who do this stuff as alcoholics. They can't do it just a little bit. Um, If you start giving them that wiggle room, they are the ones. They operate in secrecy and in the um, school behind classroom doors. So you basically have to draw a a line in the sand and say, look, you can't be talking about stuff that's unrelated to academics to our kids, because if you tell them, well, you can do just a little bit, or of course, we want you to teach morals. um, They're going to keep doing the same exact thing they've been doing now. I mean, there's uh, there shouldn't be any middle ground between Republicans and Democrats in schools. The schools should not be partisan. They can't be. Um, because the, essentially when you're campaigning for office, um, you have your campaign funds and then say you win, then, you know, you're the mayor or whatever, and you're, you're in control of all this money, or you're the, you know, president and the federal government's throwing around $4 trillion a year. You, you can't just win as a political party and then get to use the resources of government to keep your party in power. Um, that is, uh, that's like what dictators do. Um, You know, in the federal government, you have the Hatch Act, where if you're a federal employee, you have to be very careful about doing anything remotely partisan. Um, but these schools are overtly partisan. Um, and they're doing it with our most valuable asset, our kids and sort of the most impressionable people. So um, you know, I, I think it, it just can't be indulged. It, it just, there's no room for anything outside of core academics mm-hmm. in schools and for, you know, maybe ideally we would do certain other things, but at this point it just, it, it can't even be entertained. These people cannot be trusted. Do we we the risk? Luke, really clear.
0: Luke of losing good teachers because they just don't want to be involved in what could happen or if maybe they're being forced to teach one thing or you know maybe they just make a mistake and, and respond to a question that a student asks in the wrong way, and then you have a whole community uproar. They could be suspended out of a job and they just don't want to deal with teaching social studies or what have you.
1: They have already driven out anyone who's not a far left progressive. You know, I shouldn't say anyone, there's a lot of teachers, obviously, you can't speak in absolutes, but by and large, they have made it deliberately. Uh, Completely undesirable to work in a public school if you are not a far left progressive. Who, but wants surely to there are government. conservatives
0: teaching in public schools.
1: It, it is very difficult for them, and and they're frightened. I mean, and they approach me, and it's almost like they're acting like um, you know, they're Bob Woodward, you know, they're deep throat, and they want to meet in a parking lot because they're like scared of getting killed. And I'm like, you're you're like a third grade math teacher, like you shouldn't need to approach investigative reporters with this level of um you know kind of secrecy and fear um but they they sense they're they're fearful of retaliation and meanwhile of course the other people can't get fired for any reason because they're unions um but these are people that truly have turned our public school system into the most radical progressive outfit um in the country. And it's really, you know, important to emphasize that, you know, when the, the, the ideology that they're pushing in this school is not something that 95 percent of your Democratic voting friends agree with. Um, it's stuff that normal Democrats laugh at, you know, in the far, far fringes of their party. And that is what has become mainstream among um, uh, teachers and, and teachers really are not that highly trained. They're not that highly qualified. Um and they operate with essentially no supervision. They're 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 told to create their own lesson plans, and just kind of teach whatever they want to the kids. But most of them don't bother to do that. Or I don't know about most, but a lot of them don't bother to create their own lesson plans. They they look for someone else to do the work for them, and a lot of those other and so what you have is people like the sixteen nineteen project. Um, or Learning for Justice, which is the Southern Poverty Law Center, will create curriculums and give them out for free. And the teachers are like, oh, someone did my work for me. Let me just you know, give this to the kids. And, and what these lesson plans are, are factually inaccurate and explicitly designed to uh, mold kids into political ideologues.
0: Have you, in, in your, um, I believe you said 18 months studying this, what were the most egregious examples of what was being taught that you've seen? And and my second question is, I just, you know, I, I have so many dear friends and family members that are teachers, and I don't think they're doing this. So my defense of the good teachers out there who are just teaching a straight curriculum, I mean, I, I, I just want to respect the work that our teachers do do.
1: Yeah, so the um the teachers who aren't doing this need to, um, stand up to it because it has absolutely taken over the schools. Um, the, I would say the majority of the 13,000 school systems have been completely colonized by this ideology. Um, there are a lot of teachers, just like there's a lot of parents who don't agree. I mean, that's kind of the whole idea here is it's a tiny, tiny, um, Percentage of fringe ideologues who are kind of the most, the loudest, and the most outspoken, and they identify sort of power nodes that they can take over, Um, and they bully everyone else into into staying quiet. Um, But you know, even look at the kid, the what happened with the closures of the schools during the pandemic. I mean, this was completely emotionally traumatic to kids and really completely unnecessary i mean my vantage point i'm i'm down in virginia where the schools were closed all year because of coronavirus so maybe my vantage point is more um skewed than than some others where schools got back to in person earlier but across the country i mean the teachers unions are still saying that if they had their way kids would not be in school next year at least not five days a week that's unbelievable. because the because there are no vaccines for children who do not uh, die of coronavirus. Um, So so you have to look at how strident the teacher leaders are. You have to look at the teachers, whether the teachers are really standing up to the aspects of their, you know, colleagues that they disagree with within in any, in any vocal manner. And, And you have to look at the teacher's willingness to, harm kids emotionally for their own desire um for their own gain. And, and I think that, you know, the racial stuff has gotten some attention recently. And to some extent, the, you know, to a large extent, the the closures of the schools are what initially initially woke people up to this issue. Yeah. Um, but but this is all stuff that has been going on for 30 years. It's the lack of parental involvement. It's the sense that schools exist to employ teachers and, you know, that that they are resources for various activist uh, groups to basically find a bunch of kids that are corralled to do things, you know, whatever they want to them. Um, And and this is the kind of thing that um, has been... uh, so the PTA is, you know, the what do you do if you're a parent? You know, do you just join the PTA? No, not at all. The, P, the PTA is... Why is there a T in that name? I mean, we can't be parents that advocate for our own kids without the teachers inserting themselves and saying, "Well, if you go to the PTA, that actually means you have a bake sale for the teachers and you, you know, you you shower the teachers with praise." Um, the teachers, the teachers have their own union that they would never let parents join. They don't care what parents want. It's an adversarial relationship. Well, the teachers are um, just the
0: babysitters, right? For for the parents working from home. Remember uh, those comments? Absolutely, that's yeah. what
1: they say. Uh, you know, they're, they're, the teachers have a huge chip on their shoulder and they exaggerate a lot about how hard they work and how terrible it is for them. Well, they, all they did is work from home for a year. It's not that big of a deal, honestly. And I know you're not like kind of you, like you alluded to, there's a lot of teachers and you're supposed to like be very positive to them at all times, but I'm sorry. They, they, they haven't earned it. Um And yeah, you have, I, and again, I do believe this is a probably one to two percent of activists that are kind of bigfooting everyone else. But the 98 percent should not be cowering. Um, They have gone along with this and they're they're doing it. They were told to do it. And and they're what about
0: private schools? Are we seeing some of this private schools
1: are just as bad? I mean, that's the problem here. There's and maybe not just as bad. And obviously the key is you can pick and choose um, which you can't do in public school. So if you find a private many private schools are bad, I should say that. But you, you have the choice to withdraw and, and find another one. But it's becoming very difficult. Um, What's the, the pushback same-
0: that you get what, what, when you when you say some some of this? Um, what have critics, whether they're parents or teachers, what have they said to you?
1: I, they don't say anything. The parents contact me by the dozens, you know, on a weekly basis, pleading for help, saying that they've been ignored by everyone. The administration isn't doing anything um essentially it's a it's a silent supermajority of people who feel completely uh abused and dismissed
0: you know why that is don't say
1: anything they just they they lie because the teacher act and activist groups
0: ending in 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 subjects and topics like this when you raise your hand if you're a whistleblower if you will you can be called things you don't want to be called as a result. So that's why I can see now that some of this has been exposed and the kids were at home for the last school year and the parents are seeing this, you want to question it, but you might not want the label that comes along with your question.
1: Yeah, but they call everyone that. I mean, they tell five-year-olds to apologize for their, uh, you know, white supremacy nature. I mean, these are complete lunatics that need to be mocked and rejected. Um, Of course, they're going to call you racist. They're telling your kids that you're racist. But if you're a parent and people harm your kids, you have to fight for their kids. And I think that's what parents are trying to do. Um, The problem is, it's just so overwhelming. Um, The PTA is um, has teachers union officials on its national board. It's got administrators on the board, which, by the way, if you've got teachers and administrators on there, you know, what advocacy, what constituency is this representing? It's literally just the schools and they're telling the parents you can serve us and and make some cookies for us. Um, this is not the, the, they work for us uh, and they literally, they act like the schools are exist to employ teachers. They do not. Um, you know, I published a list on the daily wire uh, yesterday of a list of 4,000 people who signed a petition, teachers who pledged to violate the law to continue teaching that the U.S. is systemically racist and defined by its um, things like slavery, uh, even if states pass laws preventing them from doing that. And so there's a group called the Zinn Education Project, which is named after uh, anti-American historian Howard Zinn, uh, who wrote The People's History of the U.S. Um, and so they say, you know, 4,200 teachers pledged to teach the truth despite new state bills against it. And so let me read in their own words what they're objecting to. Yeah, I, um, I want to. Re- go ahead. A, come on. A a let's recent, hear this. I'm scared. <laughs> a, re- a recent bill introduced in the Missouri legislature exempts a ra- exemplifies a rash of similar bills in Texas, Idaho, Arkansas, Iowa, Louisiana, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, West Virginia, Arizona, and North Carolina, those are red states that that aim to prohibit teachers from teaching the truth about this country. And so I'll break into the quote here. And here's where they act like this means you're not allowed to teach slavery, blah, blah, blah. So now let me resume the quote and and and, um, with what 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 they actually object to. Um, It prevents us from teaching the truth about this country. It was founded on the dispossession of Native Americans, slavery, structural racism and oppression. And structural racism is a defining characteristic of our society today. We, the, defined, the undersigned educators, refuse to lie to young people about the U.S. history and current events, regardless of the law. So they are, of course, these bills don't say you can't teach history. Come on, read the bill text. Why, who would introduce such a thing? You can't teach slavery. They don't say anything like that. They, what they are objecting to, and they are so adamant about doing this, that they're willing to break the law is teaching that structural racism and oppression are the defining characteristics of our society today. Five-year-olds, six-year-olds, 17s and eight-year-olds do not need to hear the opinion of uh, a random teacher that they are fundamentally oppressed and that that is the defining attribute of their their time on this earth. Um, they are willing to break the law to keep doing that. That's how much they care about it. And Final so you question. can see-
0: Sorry, sorry, mm-hmm. Luke. Final question. I'm just watching the time here. And, and it is um, do schools and forgive me if I don't know the answer to this. Do they still say the Pledge of Allegiance at the beginning of the day? Or is that not allowed either?
1: You know, all of this is on a school district by school district basis. Yeah. But, you know, you can go to the Daily Wire and search for here are the thousands of teachers who say they're willing to violate the law to keep pushing CRT. And it lists all the names because they they signed this petition publicly. And so I put them all up there, grouped by state and by town. And so take a look and see what's going on near you because it's probably closer to home uh, than you think. And it's something you got to keep an eye on. You're the parent. You can you can see what your kid comes home with in their backpack. Talk to them about what they learned that day. Um, go to school board meetings. And if you hear something troubling, take your kid's word for it over the administrators don't they're going to play word games they're going to trick you they're going to use secrecy so unfortunately you got to be aggressive and you got to be tenacious and you got to be skeptical um because they're not uh, they're not your friends they can't be trusted unfortunately they've kind of been taken over by activists and they're using your kids as their playthings. and they're not um they're not their kids they're they're your kids
0: yeah warning a warning to parents to to pay attention to what to what junior is Learning in school, even if it's math, which surprised me. Luke, thank you for coming on. Anytime. All right.
1: From the Fox News Podcasts Network.
0: I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.